Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As you can see, this is a slightly more enthusiastic greeting because a lot of the times when I have clicked on, you know, listening to my own episodes and checking that I make sense, I seem to have introduced myself with a very hi everybody welcome to the podcast and even though that version of myself is 100% legit she, she does exist um, this version of myself exists too the slightly more enthusiastic version so hi if you're listening to this thank you so much for tuning in um, whether you know me personally and you're listening in as a favor thank you I appreciate that very much um, you gain solid friendship points for doing that or if you don't know me and you've just come across the podcast thank you and I welcome you back to listening to one of our episodes there is a train going past my house just now we're gonna wait for it to go the train has gone excellent so in this episode we are going to be speaking about a continuation of the topic that i spoke about a couple of weeks ago um, which has been one of our most popular episodes so far which was about feeling lost in your 20s um, that seemed to have resonated with a lot of you and i'm really glad it did because it's a very pertinent topic there are entire instagram accounts blogs podcasts dedicated to just your 20s and your 20s are really the beginning of um you know one of those big transitions i feel like um a few years before that one of the big transitions is finishing your school and adjusting to life at university and then the next big one is completing university and adjusting to life as a graduate um so kind of to think about the topic uh, a little bit more i wanted to speak about immediately that first year after you graduate what does that feel like um what does post graduation blues what does that whole phase feel like and what can you do to best navigate it so a lot of you are currently you know uh, people who are in perhaps the final year of university or if you have already started life as a graduate you might think well i am 3 or 4 years into my working life now what point why do i have to th- listen to this episode i think sometimes actually revisiting certain years of your life and doing a little bit of introspection is really helpful because it might reveal to you certain patterns about the way that you function um which you might use to your advantage you know if you think about a particular phase that wasn't serving you very well um life is you know there are no losses there are only lessons so it's really about how can we reflect on that and and take those lessons forward and and also you can use it as a way to you know really celebrate your grit and resilience if you made it through university because we all know university is an extremely overwhelming um, all the you know although it's exciting it can also be really overwhelming so you know celebrate the good remember the bad and we move so the first thing about postgraduate life is just how jarringly different it is because university is such a I don't want to sound too like cringe but university really is such a vibe um especially if you're a social sciences student like myself so I went to the University of Warwick I did a whole episode about it with another podcast called The Third Wheel and I will link their episode um with this one and I spoke about how um when I was at university one of the things that that really helped me Actually yeah I think I should just quickly touch on like why university was such a great experience for me while also acknowledging it might not be the same for everybody because everybody's you know takeaways from university are different but specifically for me um as a woman of color and 
touching a bit more on the representation episode that I did I really look forward to it because there was so little diversity in my immediate surroundings um, during my final years of school I went to a private school in Glasgow and I felt really overshadowed all the time I felt like nobody really paid attention to my cultural heritage or background no one was really interested in that and i felt really self conscious about being indian even though uh, within my home life i'm really happy and proud to be indian and really like my culture i uh, felt a bit ashamed about it because i went to a white majority private school which was a world that was so removed from the reality of my own world i just didn't know how to adjust i had a lot of issues adjusting there so when it was time for university i was really praying to the lord above that please please let me just meet some people who really understand me who accept me and you know touch wood that that really did happen that was such a blessing and you know i'm still such good friends with um the lovely humans that i met at university from a range of backgrounds from a range of cities and countries all over the world i think that diversity really strengthened my own identity as um oh, got a train going again i really hope this is not a recurring theme i do apologize um but i live unfortunately rather close to a train station but i'm hoping it's only a distant sound in the distance for you oh it's a really long train oh we have many things to carry on this train a passenger maybe it's carrying lots of blocks that just shows you how intricate my train knowledge is um i was speaking about meeting diverse people see as a woman of color i think that you have certain moments in life where you really come into your own uh first of all unfortunately i think it is the time when you discover that being a woman of color is a completely different experience compared to being a woman from other backgrounds if i immediately contrast this with being a woman from a white background um when you're a woman of color you kind of realize that there are very specific experiences that will happen to you that might not happen to other people and um you know unfortunately for me one of the most blatant experiences of racism that I've ever gone through um was actually at university and I'm just going to name and shame because at this point I really don't give a shit and I don't think the person who I'm going to mention gives a shit either but there is a man named Sebastian Hager he is currently doing a PhD at some prestigious university I'm sure um he is Austrian and he was studying PPE at Warwick the year that I was and both of us were doing the introduction to politics course and we'd done our very first essays we lived in the same halls of residence and he seemed really bright so for me i am a bit of a sponge for people who are intelligent in the sense that i really like learning from people who are intelligent um and you know if i've done work that is similar to them that's the wrong way to word it if we have answered the same question in an essay then i'm really keen on speaking to them and gaining feedback i find that really useful just kind of peer feedback i guess so we were given the same question and he got first for his essay and i got a 21 which was fine but i obviously wanted a first classic asian girl wants to get really good grades <laughs> so i'm really playing into that trope and we can discuss that trope actually but I'll get to that later. So I go up to Sebastian after getting my essay grades. I'm like, "Hey Sebastian, I got a 21 for this intro to politics essay. Um what did you get?" And he was like, "Oh, I got a first, a high first." I was like, "Wow, that's really impressive." And I really thought it was, you know, straight out the bag. We really are having a frequent train stay today. Um, anyway, so straight out the bag, Sebastian was like, "Yep." 
Uh, I got a high first. I'm really pleased with my grade. And since this was his very first essay, and I, I really was in awe of him. I was like, wow, he's, you know, we've, we've all just finished school. And university really shows you how people from all kinds of backgrounds are, you know, they're really displaying all of their intelligence. I think when you grow up in a particular school system, you know, it's like big fish, small pond. You are only considering yourself in the context of your school students. And then you leave your school and you realize, oh my God, the world is such a big place. And that can be a bit overwhelming. But I asked him, how do you think I could improve my essay, Sebastian? Any tips? And he didn't even bother looking at my essay. He just looked me straight in the face and he said, um, Anu, the reason why I'm going to always do better than you is because I am a white man and you're a brown woman. That was a very stinging critique and nobody has ever said that to my face before. I'm assuming, you know, people may have thought derogatory things about me or, you know, just the way that other people, not everybody's going to like you. But no one had ever said it to me like that. And it was quite, um, it felt very violent. I'm just going to put it out there. Like, it, you know, he didn't do anything to me, obviously. Physically, there was nothing, you know, uh, no physical touch, no, you know, he didn't push me or anything. But it, his words pushed me. <laughs> if we're going to be poetic about that, it, it was a really um, eye-opening moment for me as a woman of color to be like, oh my God, there are men out there. There are white men out there who have the audacity, now that I look back on that moment, to turn around and tell me that my intelligence is limited because of the color of my skin or my ability to improve um, I li- is limited because of the color of my skin and my gender. Um, yeah, it was pretty shit, I'm not gonna lie to you. And it gave me what was the beginning of a very horrific phase of imposter syndrome that continues throughout university. Because when somebody tells you something like that, right, so you know that this man called Sebastian exists. He exists in my life at my university and he keeps doing well. There was, you know, the fact that Sebastian is a is a is an asshole. Let's be honest. Had no repercussions really. Like he was intelligent. It doesn't take away from the fact that he was articulate and he was intelligent and he was ambitious and he was driven. So to see him consistently do well academically um, is a constant dent because every time I saw him doing well, it seemed to reinforce what he had told me that he would do well because of his circumstances and that I would do badly because of my circumstances. So I had really internalized Sebastian's remarks and thought lesser of myself, which is such a shame because now I really don't give a shit. And I sometimes forget that the incident ever happened, but I'm recounting it to tell you, you know, the good and bad of university. The good being I found lots of people who are like me and like-minded and supportive and encouraging. But uh, on the wrong side, you will come across some people who might, you know, tell you some things that make you very uncomfortable because they don't give a shit about your feelings. So Sebastian, if you're ever listening out there, uh, you can piss off, mate. I'm just putting that out there. This is my podcast and I can say what I want. So um, I don't think you're ever going to listen to this, to be honest. Um, in a plot twist, Sebastian did randomly approach me during my final year at university and he really wanted to hang out. I really, for the life of me, cannot imagine why. Um, he accosted me in a Tesco, really, just sprung up behind me in the snacks aisle. And he said, oh, Anu, it's been so long. How are you doing? We should like grab a meal or a drink sometime. And I just couldn't, you know, once he, he said what he said in first year, um, I really thought, why would I ever want to actively spend time with you? So he was swiftly ignored. 
But university was a lot of ups and downs. Overall, I would say it was a really good experience. It really broadened my horizons. It gave me lots of exposure. It gave me the opportunity to try lots of different things. I went to Canada for a year abroad, and that was a really challenging, but also、um, very illuminating experience. Like I just found out about. Um, education systems elsewhere, and it was so fascinating to see a more Canadian, Americanish university system,、uh, which I quite prefer because I think that、um, assessments that are more frequent instead of like a giant essay at the end of a term is actually more effective for me. So yeah, I really enjoyed my time. But when university ended,、um, the end was just really hard to accept. I found it quite difficult to transition. I really think that also, I took a gap there just to ponder. Really,、um, the structure that you're given at university, because it is such, it's considered such a, a a brilliant time for exploring. You might try out societies that you've never tried before. You're gonna meet people that you've never met、um, for the first time in your life. You probably get to do adult things where, you know, if you're the type of person who didn't get to go away traveling、um, before, then you might. You know, do that for the first time at university. Just in terms of personal exploration, you might, you know, have a relationship for the first time at university. There's all kinds of things that make us find out more about ourselves, and I think we do that because university has so much autonomy and independence related with it.、Um, specifically, if you move away for it, which I did,、um, you really get to set your own routine. And you have a routine that really suits you. You know, like you get to wake up within reason whenever you think is appropriate. We have had a few late nights where you might go out and then you'll stay up quite late. I have to admit, I have been that person.、Um, I think specifically in first year when I really, you know, felt compelled to go out, as as we all do as first years.、Um, I've come back from a night out at like 5 a.m. and then、um, had maybe. Three hours sleep and then bolted out the door for a 9 a.m. lecture. Those are all, you know, there's things we can look back on fondly and say, ah, to be young and free. That really changes when you become a graduate, and specifically if you become a teaching graduate, it is a huge change from your undergraduate life. You're really thrust into quite a demanding profession,、uh, where all hours of the day are valuable, really, especially when you're a trainee. You can never do enough in your head. You feel like you can never plan enough. You can never mark enough. You can never teach enough, and it can be quite overwhelming.、Um, and I think once you are separated from your peers at university, you see a majority of their lives through the lens of social media. And this is the first point that I wanted to speak about in the postgraduate life. The postgraduate life, because all those people that you used to speak to on a face, you know, face-to-face basis, now has become a bit more virtual. We do end up making comparisons, and even if it feels like all your friends are sorted, everybody is figuring out what their postgraduate life is like.、Um, there's an article from the Guardian where. Um, an anecdote says the hardest thing for me was seeing some people go into internships or full-time work straight away, and the pressure that I felt to do the same. I knew that I wasn't ready to do anything big or drastic like moving to London,、um, due to my lack of experience, poor mental health, and lack of money. I wasn't prepared to not see my friends as often, which has left me feeling quite lonely due to work clashes.、Um, the co- the comparison can feel quite damaging. 
So for that, I wanted to say that comparison um, really is quite a risky path to tread on because you are looking at somebody else's highlight reel and you you really don't know the ins and outs of what other people are going through. People only post their best their best bits on social media. So looking at somebody else's life from the outside, you might think, wow, they're really smashing it. I think definitely for me, you know, I, I've got called kind of, I was going to say colleagues, but people I've graduated with from Warwick who have gone on to do really amazing things, whether that's starting their own companies, being very prominent in their industry. I know people who've been published in books who are just, you know, award-winning, pioneering in their field. And especially when I was starting out, so this would have been kind of 2017, 2018, when I was in my first year as a trainee, I felt really rubbish because I thought, once again, I think further internalizing my imposter syndrome and thinking that I'm dumb and I'm not good at anything and I'm just not as capable. I, I just really thought, well, this is it. Like, I'm just guaranteed to be really rubbish at everything I do, which is such a harmful mindset. But it, it came about from the comparison. You know, I saw somebody uh, maybe being on a talk show or presenting something. And then I automatically told myself, right, well, they're clearly so good at their job and they're killing it. And here I am achieving absolutely nothing. Even though I had done some things that are quite commendable you know I, I managed to graduate I got myself a full-time job I began teacher training so I, I just don't think sometimes as postgraduates we really forget to count our wins and we really forget to show gratitude so that's one of my first tips for you if you are transitioning into the postgraduate life whether you're doing that this summer very soon or you have already done that and maybe it's been a year and you're kind of reflecting on it really take some time to solidify this practice of gratitude think about the things that you are grateful for because a lot of the times the negativity that we have in life is really a case of mindset and if you just think about the simple things so i use notion quite a lot and they have a daily journal template and in my template i often type down just the first kind of things that come into my head so i'm grateful for sunshine i'm grateful for good weather conversations with friends um, I'm grateful for the walk that I have from the bus to school. I'm grateful for good music because when my mind is actively practicing those things, um, it just gives me a bit of a boost. And I tend to do that as soon as I get into work. So probably around like quarter to eight in the morning so that I'm starting my day off on this positive note. And that way, no matter what the day throws at me, I, I will not be phased as easily. So practice your gratitude with ferocity because that really is the key to getting yourself in the right mindset um, despite the difficulties of postgraduate life so i have talked about you know going from quite a free uh, independent exploring phase at university to this rigid structure of the working world where you just constantly feel overworked and under socialized because socializing was just such you know it was the norm at university everybody was there to socialize you know we were really there to meet other people and um, there are entire organizations devoted to socials you know so and so social will be happening every week and there's so many opportunities to be social you'll realize that you know the group of friends or the people that you are on um, 
first name basis and speaking so regularly at university that will gradually diminish or once you are a graduate but the first thing that i need you to remember is that that is normal it does not reflect on you being a shit person and it doesn't reflect on you being less interesting people haven't deserted you this drifting is entirely normal like if you think about the people that you went to school with maybe not your intimate circle of school friends but have a think about those people who you had some lessons with so you would have spoken to them so they're more like an acquaintance but now you just don't speak to them anymore do you have anything against them no do you think badly of them no there's just no circumstance for you to be in touch with those people anymore i'm sure you wish them well and i'm sure you think of them fondly pretty much the same thing happens at university like i know people from various societies people from my degree who i wish well and you know if when i see things from them on social media i'm just like oh okay i'm glad that person is doing well but within the realities of my day-to-day life i just don't speak to them anymore that's okay you will speak to whoever you naturally end up staying friends with and and that's fine so don't beat yourself up about having a smaller friendship circle it's entirely normal and it does not reflect poorly of anything that you have done since you know transitioning from your graduation um if anything sometimes during the postgraduate life we actually feel a bit reluctant to socialize again because we tell ourselves well i put so much effort into my university friendships do i really need to get myself back out there and become you know the eager-eyed first year student where i was like hi how are you who are you should we be friends but i think you should keep that energy keep that energy 100 for whenever you get into a new phase of your life because making friends is always daunting making friends as an adult is daunting um it's less likely to work out because you're not all on the same campus so the convenience of university friendships is taken away from you but i you know adult friendships are really rewarding because an adult friendship allows you the space of you know the busyness of your own life because your own life will keep you plenty busy you'll have lots of chores and tasks and things to get on with um so it gives you that space and then you carve out time to be joyous you know you carve out time to kick back and take things easy and chat to somebody and and i think adult friendship is nice because you also really know more about yourself so you know more about the type of friends that you want um even when i was still at university for the sake of being social keeping up airs and graces i really did speak to people that I probably don't really like personally anymore. Um people who are sexist or offensive and they use sexism as a foundation for all humor or people who are manipulative or people who are too controlling. Uh the more I become an adult and the more you settle into your post-graduation life, you'll kind of feel like, well, um I don't need that anymore. I don't need that kind of energy around me anymore. So you really get to seek out whether it's from your workplace or from any activities that you do part time any volunteering that you do you really get to seek out the people whose values align with yours and you get to find like-minded adults so adult friendships are really nice that and i would really recommend uh, putting more energy into that because the happiness that you get from an adult friendship is really going to outdo um any of the any of the down phases that you have during postgraduate you know transition um what does postgraduate transition feel like specifically for women of color 
Um, I think something that I have to mention, although it doesn't happen immediately, is that once you graduate, and especially if you come from an ethnic minority, or in my case, an Asian background, um, I am very much always hounded by, I'm sure well-meaning, but still hounded by friends. Okay, no, scratch that, not friends. Family, friends and family about my trajectory, my success story. How am I going to become the best at everything all the time? Um, you know, that perfectionism, that sense of, well, if you're a teacher, are you the best freaking teacher in the entire country? Have you won awards for your teaching? Um, has your teaching been lauded and published and promoted? And, you know, um, you know is it, are you really a true pioneer in your field? And if you are not chasing excellence with every breath of your waking life, what are you doing? That can be really suffocating. And I, you know, especially in my early 20s, so like 22, 23, and I was just a trainee teacher and I was figuring life out, I felt a lot of pressure to figure myself out much quicker. Um, just to say, well, where am I headed? What's my five-year plan? What's my 10-year plan? What are my development goals? Um, if you're listening to this and you have no idea what what your development goals are, um, if you have no idea where the next trajectory of your career is going to take you, please take it from me, that is fine. You know, Obama, Oprah, um, trying to think about other people who are inspirational off the top of my head i can't think of that many okay obama oprah uh oh my god i'm having a complete mind blank but essentially i'm trying to tell you you know people who have careers that we admire or people who do things that we consider admirable they didn't have every single aspect of their career panned out when they were 22 or 23. That's not the case for everybody. You know, somebody might be a prodigy, you know, for example, like a Billie Eilish, um, and, you know, because she has exceptional talent, but let's not forget she also has an older brother, she's backed by a manager, she has ample support. Sometimes people's lives blow up at a certain age, but that doesn't mean that by the time we are, you know, in our early 20s and we've graduated from university, we don't have to have everything figured out. If you are doing, for example, a master's, just focus on your master's. If you're doing an internship, just focus on your internship. If you're doing your job, just focus on your job. Keep it quite basic. Get the basics of your routine right. Because uh, if you think too far ahead, you're not going to be very present and you will just over scrutinize yourself. So for example, something that I used to do all the time, uh, maybe the first year into my postgraduate life is I was, you know, I completed my portfolio. I was ranked an outstanding teacher and I finished the first year of the Teach First training program. And instead of thinking one step ahead, I really tried to think five steps ahead. So I told myself, okay, I want a job that is worth X amount of money. I want this kind of senior responsibility position. I, I want to be the beacon of education. I want to be the face of education. So I was really trying to fly before I could crawl. <laughs> because the truth is, you know, for, for most of us, figuring out the next steps in our career just takes a lot of knowing you got to know more about yourself you got to know more about your field you have to meet more people you have to make more mistakes you and until you've done that you, you really don't know what the next step looks like so the pressure that i felt to really define the success of my career uh, post-graduation didn't help because i was combining that with constantly comparing myself to everybody else so, you know, as I retrospect and as I think about it with on this episode with you, I'm really realizing that I can be quite hard on myself. So, dear listener, I'm going to make the pledge to be less hard on myself. I have made this pledge before and failed because I'm extremely self-critical. But I try. 
we move, we keep trying. That's the best we can do. Um, the other thing that I wanted to speak about for the postgraduate life is really thinking about um, looking after yourself. I know this is so cliche, but I don't even mean from a physical sense. I really mean from a holistic point of view. Um, in your 20s, you can really make or break some key points if you don't look after yourself. And this is somebody, I'm speaking as somebody who um, didn't look after herself. I was really working myself to the ground. I would stay up really late. I would eat horribly. I would spend a lot of time online. I I just, you know, I, I created a life for myself that, would, that was extremely toxic and damaging. And because of that, I was always exhausted. And because of the exhaustion, I was always miserable. So one thing really connects to another. Like when you take time out for yourself and your health, that has a knock-on impact on your job, on your social life, because everything is interconnected. So when you're in your 20s, try and figure out what stuff you really enjoy. Um, are you an early morning person who likes doing a bit of yoga and stretching before you begin your day? Um, have you thought about incorporating multivitamins? And I cannot stress this highly enough. Multivitamins are just, they're a game changer. I mean, I took some today before I started work. And even though I had four back-to-back lessons of teaching year nine, I feel pretty ace. So I'm just putting this out there if you've not considered this already. Get yourself some multivitamins. Uh, speaking as a woman of color, the ones that I take, if you really care, I take magnesium, um, vitamin D, zinc, and cod liver. Um, there's so many out there now, you know, if you really want to know the nitty gritty of it, I would definitely speak to a professional. Uh, but these are just some of the things that I do to look after myself. What else can I say to you? <laughs> Well, I think this this one is probably a no-brainer, but maybe some people forget to mention this. You know, when you're at university, you have this enthusiasm about exploring the possibilities of the future. Like when you're in first year, you're like, oh, I wonder what second year will be like. When you're in second year, you're like, oh, I wonder what the next year will be like. Oh, I wonder what my summer will be like. We have this sense of anything's possible. You know, we're open to so many new things happening to us especially as a fresher especially as a fresher you don't know what the trajectory of your university life is going to look like so you open yourself up you're like hey i could join a club i could try ballroom dancing i could learn a new language i could move to a new country i think we really need to replicate that sense of excited anticipation for the postgraduate life you just have to, as a mindset, you have to just be like, I'm excited about my life and I want to see where my life goes. Why does that end the minute we throw our graduation hats into the air? Because strictly speaking, it really shouldn't. We should still be able to think, oh my God, I wonder what the next four years of my career will look like. I wonder who I'm going to meet. How am I going to plan my evenings? How am I going to spend my weekends and my holidays? Life, to some extent, is always depending on the enthusiasm that we have for it. And you always meet those people who are, you know, in their 60s or in their 40s. It really doesn't matter what age they are. They just have like good energy. So if we had really good energy and excitement as a fresher, I think as, as a postgraduate, we should keep the outlook the same. It's just going to be slightly different in terms of what you do end up exploring. You know, when you're at university, you may have been able to do multiple new things at the same time. And when you are a postgraduate, that may not be the same, but be open to the idea of something new happening. Uh, don't box yourself. Don't restrict the, the path that you have set for yourself. 
because you might you know do a random volunteering span over a couple of weeks somewhere new and then that might completely shift the way that you felt about your career you never know when your next bit of inspiration is going to come from it could be around the corner and it could be a corner that you never thought you would have to you know look into so stay curious that's definitely my advice stay curious because for example this podcast a platform that i'm really really happy about now is something that i never would have thought about when i graduated because you know i really didn't believe in myself so you never know how you change as as you graduate um i'm trying to think about the last thing that i wanted to tell you what was the last thing i wanted to tell you um i've talked about avoiding comparisons um staying curious ah yeah the last thing that i wanted to talk to you about was nourishing yourself i think a lot of the times at university it can be a little bit of give 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 giving up your time giving up your mental concentration giving up your physical energy you give all of those things up to get certain things done exams coursework gym sessions drinking sessions days out with your friends um meetings with your professor you it's a constant giving away of energy and that's why at the end of it sometimes we're a bit like oh my god i finished a university degree i am exhausted now when you shift into postgraduate life one of the best ways to beat postgraduate blues and i'm going to do a separate episode on kind of friendships and and what that means for you know in your 20s but one of the best shifts that you can have is now to take you are a young adult i'm presuming you don't have responsibilities such as childcare you're not really settling into the serious serious brink of adulthood just yet you're shifting from a university adult to a working adult when you do the shift take everything you can from the world around you take opportunities take knowledge uh, take interactions take new ideas just take from the world because the world is made up of adults and now you have entered that world and there will be so much around you sometimes i i'm going to say just don't overconsume you know don't stay up till 3am um battling insomnia trying to just watch and watch things because uh procrastination to avoid our thoughts is definitely a thing and we do not encourage that on the podcast uh sit with your feelings please be mindful of how you are feeling and if you're having a rough day obviously i think take time off to you know take time off and um work on kind of healing yourself but in the meantime i'm going to say the world out there is full of so many wonderful ideas and so many wonderful people and platforms um take from them and take advice um learn about other people's experiences listen listen to this podcast for example and um to other podcasts as well and and plenty of people have spoken about you know the postgraduate life the more you listen the more you feel less alone and you you stop feeling like you're the only person who has to figure this out and that will really help you long term and you'll be really glad that you spent some time i think consider yourself like a glass of water and you have been emptied out at university you you're just running dry then i think when you are a graduate you drink from the well of life and experience around you and i think you should really fill yourself back up you know it's it's all about um having this blank canvas of life ahead and thinking well for my career for my job for my passion i can learn 
and just being excited to learn because learning you know i'm just gonna put my classic teacher talk in there learning is good for the brain and it's good for your mood and it helps you feel good and i don't even mean academically learning i know that the emphasis for this platform is on your career and i'm sure there's lots of things you can learn about your own career if you're a teacher for example there's plenty of things you can do starting with kind of subject knowledge just issues in education that you care about you can spend lots of time reading watching learning about that stuff but even beyond your career it could be a new language a new skill a new hobby um a new area of activism or advocacy that you care about just take that from the world and use that to fill yourself up and to nourish yourself and you're just going to feel so much better when you do that so i think i've covered everything that i wanted to talk to you about today postgraduate life is challenging but accept that and realize that you are not alone um beyond this i think you know if you need anything else um give leave us a comment tell us how you're feeling and if you are somebody who is a recent graduate or you really want to chat about your postgraduate experience i would love to speak to somebody about this as well so get back in touch with me and i'd be really happy to you know talk about whether you could feature as a guest sometime as usual uh, in terms of our lineup we have so many really exciting guests coming up for you we have musicians business people entrepreneurs marketing specialists uh, traveling bloggers I really wanted to bring you a diverse range of people from varying backgrounds who are doing really great things in their field and I'm so excited for those conversations so I really really hope you're going to stay tuned and listen to them. But once again, thanks for tuning in today and listening to me today. If you are finishing university or you're living the postgraduate life and you you feel like you needed a little bit of your reassurance, let me just give it to you. You've got this. You're going to have an amazing life. Please take that from me. and i hope to see you very very soon for the next episode bye